The Money Show. Other people's money. It's time to have a little bit of fun now in our Other People's Money feature. We speak today with Rudolf Strauli. Of course, he's a former South African rugby union player and coach and currently the head honcho at the Lions Rugby Company. He played in the positions of flanker and number eight, making some appearances for the South African uh, national side in 1994 and in 1995, of course, World Cup winning side. It doesn't get more here than Rudolf Strauli, but today we tackle his attitude on money. Rudolf, welcome to The Money Show. How much was a ticket back then when you were still uh, a, a little um, a child in the 1970s, you know, when you first went to the Emirates Lion Park? Bruce, uh, thank you for having me. I went to uh, Emirates Airline Park or Old Ellis Park in 1974 with my father uh, when I was 11 when the British and Irish Lions played there. Willie John McBride, 1974. I think it was... Something like 10 Rand or 20 Rand. And how was your experience back then? I mean, uh, that must have been uh, one of those things that inspired you to want to be a Springbok in terms of the game. Yeah, it was great fun. We walked, uh, we drove all the way from Victoria to uh, Old Carlton Hotel. You know, the Carlton Hotel was the place to meet. And uh, we, my dad had a valiant, so we parked it there in the parkade and walked all the way through Hillbrow, uh, all the way to Ellis Park, you know, and uh, great stories and great memories. And I'm sure the petrol wasn't in, as expensive in that valiant that you guys were driving <laughs> out. <laughs> no, I think petrol, petrol and power is, is, is more important than money these days, but... Uh, yeah, we we had we had good times, and uh, we're still having good times. So we we obviously uh, now for the first time again in two in two years and two months or two and a half years we are back in out of COVID restrictions, and we we actually hosting uh, the New Zealand Test at Emirates Island Park on the thirteenth of August. So we're all looking forward to that. All right, just take us back uh, in terms of your Pretoria life growing up as a young lad, you know, um, with your father going to rugby games. Who introduced you to the idea of money uh, in your family? Look, I mean, my father uh, always worked. Uh, they still worked on Saturdays. My father's a lawyer. At the age of 88, he's still alive and uh, he stopped working last year, so he, he always worked. Uh, my mom was an art teacher, so she always worked. So we, in our house, we, 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 we never uh, stopped working. And I think that sort of my parents and I think my grandfather, the first time he visited, used to, uh, one of his games, he would take out some of his small chains and make us as kids pick, you know, do you want the copper or do you want the silver, you know? So he was actually checking out and checking if he knew what was the, the currency that you were the, the most valuable coin. And do you remember which one it was? <laughs> yeah, well, those days, those days you had the one grand note and uh, the others were the silver, you know, with the 20 cents and the 50 cents. Where you, you didn't get a one grand coin, you had a 50 cents coin and a 20 cents coin that was silver. But then you also grew up and, 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 and started... Put uh, that in your piggy bank. 
Ah, yeah, that's where I wanted to go. In terms of the piggy bank, you know, what are some of the things you were saving up for back then? Was it sweets or, you know, you wanted to buy a, a brown leather uh, rugby ball? <laughs> I worked at Loftus at the age of six. My dad used to drop me there on a Saturday morning selling programs. And then later on, I worked the scoreboard and became a ball boy. That's how my passion for rugby grew. We got two rand and uh, two rand and a pint of coke, uh, and I saved that money. I bought my first three-speed uh, Aquarius bicycle with that money. Uh, that's what I. That's what I did with my first first savings. And how did it feel making that purchase? You know, after all that hard work, selling the programs, um, did you then understand that if one puts away money, they can get the things that they wish for? Yeah, I think. Yeah, like I said, my parents, we've always, uh, my dad always used to budget and uh, it was, it was a, I think they taught me the value of money and working and, and, and earning that first, earning own, buying your own bicycle, you know, made you feel proud and feel to treasure anything that you worked hard for, to treasure what you've got. But then you became a professional rugby player at around the 92, 93. You know, was the money rolling in in the industry back then or it was still a pat on the back and a couple of beers after the game? Well, in the beginning, I was fortunate. Uh, I, I, I still played in the amateur era. We got nothing. And I played in the semi-professional era, which I called shoe money. You know, they used to put the money, the money in your shoe and you had to... After the showers, you had to rush there to make sure that you got the right amount of cash in your shoe. Uh, because at times when, you, when Doc Light wasn't happy with you, you would take the money back or take it out of your shoe again. You know? So that was quite interesting era. And then I was doing my articles with Dyson Attorneys uh, back in 94, 95 when the World Cup. So I was working for a salary at, at a turn, attorney firm in, in Pretoria. And uh, then the game obviously turned professional, which was a, quite of a rush. We had to sign contracts for three years and sort of changed everything then. But, I mean, the good old days were just playing for nothing, you know, playing for, for a pat on the back. And, and the jersey. And, uh, and a bit of camaraderie. All right, that's, of course, Rudolf Strauli. He is, of course, the CEO at the Lions, ex-Springbok player and coach. We're going to be picking up that conversation with him uh, probably on a better line. We're still struggling to hear him clearly there, but I'm sure our technical team will work on that and we'll pick up that conversation in our Other People's Money conversation. The Money Show. Other People's Money. It's time to have a little bit of fun now in our Other People's Money feature. We speak today with Rudolf Strauli. Of course, he's a former South African rugby union player and coach and currently the head honcho at the Lions Rugby Company. He played in the positions of flanker and number eight, making some appearances for the South African uh, national side in 1994 and in 1995, of course, World Cup winning side. It doesn't get more here than Rudolf Strauli, but today we tackle his attitude on money. Rudolf, welcome to The Money Show. How much was a ticket back then when you were still uh, a, a little um, a child in the 1970s, you know, when you first went to the Emirates Lion Park? Bruce, uh, thank you for having me. I went to uh, Emirates Airline Park or 
was Ellis Park in 1974 with my father uh, when I was 11 when the British and Irish Lions played there. Willie John McBride, 1974. I think it was something like 10 Rand or 20 Rand. And how was your experience back then? I mean, uh, that must have been uh, one of those things that inspired you to want to be a Springbok in terms of the game. Yeah, it was great fun. We walked, uh, we drove all the way from Victoria to uh, Old Carlton Hotel. You know, the Carlton Hotel was the place to meet. And uh, we, my dad had a valiant, so we parked it there in the parkade and walked all the way through Hillbrow. Uh, all the way to the Ellis Park, you know, and uh, great stories and great memories. And I'm sure the petrol wasn't an, as expensive in that Valiant that you guys were driving <laughs> out. <laughs> no, I think petrol, petrol and power is, is, is more important than money in these days. But uh, yeah, we we had we had good times, and uh, we're still having good times. So we. Well, obviously, uh, now for the first time again in two two years and two months or two and a half years, we are back in out of COVID restrictions and we we actually hosting uh, the New Zealand Test at Emirates Airline Park on the thirteenth of August. We're all looking forward to that. All right, just take us back uh, in terms of your Pretoria life growing up as a young lad, you know, um, with your father going to rugby games. Who introduced you to the idea of money uh, in your family? Look, I mean, my father uh, always worked. Uh, they still worked on Saturdays. My father's a lawyer. At the age of 88, he's still alive, and uh, he stopped working last year, so he, he always worked. Uh, my mom was an art teacher, so she always worked. So we, in our house, we we we, we never uh, stopped working, and I think that sort of my parents and I think my grandfather, the first time he visited, used to, uh, one of his games, he would take out some of his small chains and make us as kids pick, you know, do you want the copper or do you want the silver, you know. So he was actually checking out and checking if he knew what was the, the currency that you were the, the most valuable coin. And do you remember which one it was? <laughs> yeah, well, those days, those days you had the one round note and... Uh, the others were the silver, you know, with the 20 cents and the 50 cents. Where you didn't get a one-round coin, you had a 50 cents coin and a 20 cents coin. That was silver. But then you also grew up and, and, and started... Put that uh, in your piggy bank. Ah, yeah, that's where I wanted to go. In terms of the piggy bank, you know, what are some of the things you were saving up for back then? Was it sweets or, you know, you wanted to buy a, a brown leather uh, rugby ball? <laughs> I worked at Loftus at the age of six. My dad used to drop me there on a Saturday morning selling programs. And then later on, I worked the scoreboard and became a ball boy. That's how my passion for rugby grew. We got two rand and, uh, two rand and a pie and a Coke. Uh, and I saved that money. I bought my first three-speed uh, Aquarius bicycle with that money. Uh, that's, what I, that's what I did with my first and how did it feel making that purchase you know after all that hard work selling the programs um, did you then understand that if one puts away money they can get the things that they wish for yeah I think yeah like I said my parents we've always uh, my dad always used to budget and 
it was it was a, I think they taught me the value of money and working and and, and earning that first earning your own buying your own bicycle you know made you feel proud and feel to treasure anything that you work hard for to treasure what you've got. But then you became a professional rugby player at around the 92, 93. You know, was the money rolling in in the industry back then or it was still a pat on the back and a couple of beers after the game? Well, in the beginning, I was fortunate. Uh, Russo, I, I still played in the amateur era. We've got nothing. And I played in the semi-professional era, which I called shoe money. You know, they used to put the money, the money in your shoe and you had to... After the showers, you had to rush there to make sure that you got the right amount of cash in your shoe. Uh, because at times when, you, when Doc Light wasn't happy with you, you would take the money back or take it out of your shoe again. You know? So that was quite interesting era. And then I was doing my articles with Dyson Attorneys uh, back in 94, 95 when the World Cup. So I was working for a salary at, at a turn, attorney firm in, in Pretoria. And uh, then the game obviously turned professional, which was a, quite of a rush. We had to sign contracts for three years and sort of changed everything then. But, I mean, the good old days were just playing for nothing, you know, playing for, for a pat on the back. And, and the jersey. And, uh, and a bit of camaraderie. All right, that's, of course, Rudolf Strauli. He is, of course, the CEO at the Lions, ex-Springbok player and coach. We're going to be picking up that conversation with him uh, probably on a better line. We're still struggling to hear him clearly there, but I'm sure our technical team will work on that and we'll pick up that conversation in our Other People's Money conversation.